Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. your hair again um yeah i have actually it's quite light well a couple of weeks ago you probably didn't see it when it was very very pink because i don't constantly post pictures of myself every time i do my hair uh, hi it might have, uh, it might have uh, passed you by yeah but steve is like the tree in the forest if if he doesn't post it on instagram did it truly happen i actually turned That's to dust true. if i don't do it it's it's a clinical condition and i'm a bit upset you brought it up because i don't want to talk about it on on mic, no. but here we go. Really quickly, well, as we are on mic, really quickly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, hat, hat check, Steve. No hat this week. No hat. No hat. Wants to show off his new hair, which, to be absolutely honest, in the light he's in, it looks, looks no same. different. Well, you've dyed it grey, haven't you? Um, yeah. But there's no, uh, yeah, no discernible, no discernible difference there on on the camera. This is just for at. me to try. Is it nice? Are they nice? Oh. Lucas has got a little bit of food. She's going to eat. Do you know what you? I can't hear you. Yeah, you, you go on with that, and I'll, and I'll just, just really quickly yeah, do the intro. And hello, yeah, and welcome um, to uh, what is music? A music podcast about music. Uh, we're a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, going, uh, doing, going, going, and doing deep dives on one artist at a time we're currently in season two which is called are you amused a critical analysis of the history cultural impact and music of muse we're going through their entire career album by album track by track asking questions like does context matter when you're listening to music does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output and this season we're of course asking are you amused and to be clear we're asking if you are amused by the band muse not whether or not you're amused by us the host of this season are you amused to which you are now 
listening. I'm Adam Scott Glasspool, and I'm joined by co-hosts Steve Murphy. Oi, oi. <laughs> and Lucas Way. <laughs> Yahoo! Oh! We are... <laughs> That's Mario. We're, of course, on our quest to answer the question, what is music? Uh, I think music is an expulsion of emotion. Steve, what do you think music is? Uh, an ejaculation all over the place. Lucas, what do you think music is? Origin of symmetry. Okay, that's great. I mean, how are you guys? Are you all very well? Steve has no hat and you've got grey hair, but I can't see it. Lucas, you've just had a chip. I just ate a homemade chip. Yeah. <laughs> a whole one? It was really nice. Because it was delicious. Oh, you, was you approved, do you? <laughs> I approve. She done good. Because usually when she brings stuff to you, you're very ungrateful. Uh, I'm actually terrible. I'm actually really bad. Oh. Because I've got some really bad news before we recorded, which is that Daft Punk are broken up. Yeah. Yeah. That's real sad. That's a shame. I know. Who's going to steal other people's songs now? Uh, Someone else will have to do it, won't they? I think. I think you're. I think it's called sampling, and I think one of your favourite artists does it a lot. Uh, you know, there's sampling, and there's uh, and there's sampling. We'll leave it for another. We'll leave it for another time. We'll, we'll save it for. Do you go on? Does you da da daft, daft <laughs> you punk us? Yes. Do, do you discovery us mm. around the world in 35 episodes? Right. That's are, not are bad. You, are you happy with that? I like that one. Get. He's still going. Do you get lucky? How do you get lucky? <laughs> That's the very different podcast, I think. <laughs> one more, one more time of listening to this brackets album. episode yeah. yeah yeah one more time of listening to this episode good. please that Keep. was really good <laughs> i don't know we'll put it out oh. there what would our daft punk season be called tweet at us at daft punk. Uh, lucas as if anyone's listening anymore after that yeah they turned off as soon as we got to hat check uh <laughs> let's just let's let's get on with it uh no. we're, adam we're going... how are you how are you how are you how are you we never ask um, how you are no one ever yeah. <laughs> I'm all right. Oh, good, great. Fine. So carry on. I um I bought and assembled a bike today. Ooh, like a, a Lego bicycle, one. like a, a a bicycle. Yes. Yeah. A bicycle. Is, is it a BMX? Have you got? Have you got? Bike stunt is pegs? short for bike. Adam, do you have stunt pegs? <laughs> yeah. Do you have stunt pegs? No, no, I don't have stunt. Lame. Pegs. Front and That's rear so suspension. So lame. No, You're no, such no suspension a lame at all. Because I just. I just want it. I just want like a commuting bike. I'm just trying to get my fitness up. You know, lockdowns really. Uh, my fitness has gone right down. I I literally like pedaled up the tiniest of hills today. Immediately started sweating and heavy <laughs> breathing. It was awful. Me and my girlfriend have been getting trying to get fit, and then over the weekend, Saturday night we had a Chinese. Uh, Sunday morning we had leftover Chinese in bed, followed by a donut and a bit of Battenberg, and then for dinner we had five guys. A milkshake, a beer, and a whole Easter egg each. Jesus Sounds great. An Easter egg in February. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and I wonder I mean, why I had heart palpitations today. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hadn't I on the previous episode just eaten my Burger King KFC combination? That's very true. When we last recorded, yeah. Oh god, yeah. I don't think that actually made it onto the episode. You know, did it not? Uh, well, those who are listening, unholy combo. <laughs> I had Burger King and KFC. There you go. Wow. Um, do you remember when getting a bike? When like when a suspension was like, like you're you're real. You've got a real bike now. You're a grown up now. You've got a suspension on your bike. Sure, that was like a that was like a point yeah. of pride. Only if you're getting a mountain bike, you don't want it on a road bike. Like you? going like going from pants to boxers. <laughs> you're like I'm a man now. 
But then you've then you got to go back again. Yeah, yeah when you when it all goes south, you need the support. <laughs> you need the support. Uh, I can't wait for it. Yeah, I can't wait to wear a pair of like Walter White white Y fronts. You know, Jesus, they're like Christ. slightly slightly yellowed. Uh-huh. They don't have to be slightly. Yeah, they don't have to be. Yeah, but they will be because that's the look I'm going to cultivate. Right, that's the aesthetic. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. I'm... Um, if you just joined us for this episode, <laughs> uh, because you've seen Origin of Symmetry in the title, we are going through the discography of Lords of Prog Pop Muse uh, from three different perspectives. Me, very analytical, deeply into the context of music, uh, not a big fan of Muse. Steve, moderately thoughtful about music, bit of a normie, <laughs> bit of a fan of Muse. Yeah, I've heard the Lucas. whole of showbiz now. <laughs> so Lucas, absolute pleb. <laughs> uh, not really aware of anything that's happening or that he's doing, uh, and a huge Muse fan. Uh, last week we looked at their debut album, Showbiz. <laughs> this week uh, we'll be looking at Origin of Symmetry, or, or some of it anyway, because uh, we're pretty sure we're going to waffle on about this album for a little a while. 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 I take issue with being called a pleb. Oh, okay. So uh, we like to take in a lot of the context surrounding the music, uh, including uh, biographical. And so with that in mind, uh, Steve, why don't you catch us up on uh, on where we got to in the story oh, no. of Muse? Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> Start from the... What, what, let's go for the basics. Come on. Muse. What are they, Muse. What are they called? Muse. Okay. They are... <laughs> the band called Muse. Muse. El Mu- I can't even say it. El Muse, brothers. Moose. Moose. <laughs> the band names. The band. The band members' names. The band names. The band names. Matt Bellamy. On the. Mm. Uh, get- well done with getting the correct pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of people get that. Um, Including himself, which is pathetic of him. On guitar and Vox. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's but right. you did miss an instrument there, didn't you? Uh, piano. There you go. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. Mm. I'm doing well, aren't I? Dom yep, Howard. Uh, also good. He's on the work. percussion. And on bass. Oh, God. Okay. I could just write this down, but it's Chris Wollstoneholm. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, that's actually right. Only took yeah. you three I'd probably say home instead of home. Is it home? Oh, it's an L in yeah. it. Chris okay, Walston, I yeah. had home. Chris Walston home, Chris Walston home. I'm yeah. growing. I'm growing. So that's that's all we've learned so far. So that's great. Yeah, please stop doing that on camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, go on then. Where did we get to in the story, Steve? Oh, man. Sum it all up. Oh, oh man. You know. Uh... No, we don't. That's why we're asking. We don't know. <laughs> so please illuminate us. I really regret taking the mick out of Lucas when he couldn't remember what we did in the last episode with the Mannix now. Um, yeah. Oh man, they released showbiz and did some gigs. That's about it. Yeah, I mean that's pretty accurate. <laughs> that is, that's mostly kind of it. <laughs> there was some cones in a show. Oh yes, the cones, the mysterious cones that Lucas teased. Uh, yeah, last episode he was teased yeah. his oh, cones. I think you've, I think you've built up the tease too much. The cones don't return. Oh. oh, you said one day he got to do what he wanted with the cones. Yeah, that, no, 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 yeah, the thing he wanted to do with the cones, yeah. he instead did with something else oh. later, but not, not with cones. Oh. Oh, is it a giant? Oh. 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 
Gross. Teasing. He did it with combs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they had like a stage show On where stage. They... Yeah. So small. No, they were no, they were they were massive. Massive oh, combs, Adam. And so I like see. and so like and so when Matt would like do like a knee slide yeah. on with his guitar, yeah. it would like he'd get the height just right yeah. so it the combs would catch his hair yeah. and it'd Lovely. like do give him a really nice comb as he does the knee slide and then he'd stand up and it'd be like all like nicely combed. That's all oh, right. That, that was very, what he wanted to do. Very cool. That's that is very cool. Yeah. It is very cool. In doing my research for this episode, actually, I discovered a, a stage concept that Matt kept banging on about in about 2001 that they've never since done. That makes me sad for him. Was it combs? It was not <laughs> combs nor cones. Okay. Okay. Okay, colour me interested if it's neither <laughs> cones nor combs. Mm. Well, yeah, so where we left them, they're basically like doing lots of gigs and doing lots of touring because that's what new bands do. Um, guess what they're doing where we pick them up? Where Touring. They're touring. Oh, okay, cool, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they just keep touring, guys. Um, I mean... As I said on the last episode, there's not like a huge amount of time where a lot of dramatic things happen between these albums because they record it in gaps between tours. So what so, year did... I mean, I imagine we're going to get to that. But what year was Origin of Symmetry again? 90... What year was it released nine. or recorded? Is it 99? It's 2001. Yeah, same. Showbiz was 1999. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Origin is recorded between September 2000 and February 2001. That is quite a quick turnaround, actually, isn't it? Is that normal? Not non-stop. Like, that's not a non-stop. It's like two spells with probably some touring in between. Yeah. I don't know. Ah, uh, okay. I don't know. Is that a long time? Adam that knows seem, these things. I'm going to say that seems about average. All right. <laughs> not, not a lot of extra context. I what do you think of that? Newborn, guys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they start... During the tours, they're like playing a lot more of the sort of heavy B-sides and demos and things like that. And they're kind of seeing that they're the songs getting the response a lot more actually than necessarily some of the tracks off of Showbiz. The stuff that, that is unsurprising. Unsurprising. Yeah. Do you mean the, the, the B-sides and demos from the Showbiz stuff or the stuff that's about to come out? Like stuff so, they've written. A little of column A. A little of column B. Ooh. Uh, so they're yeah, sort they're, of they're previewing a bunch of. They're previewing. They're previewing like Plugin Baby, Newborn, yeah. Bliss. Oh, the I bangers. think. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, the bangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but then also, I think, Screenager. Okay. So not just the big boys. Um, big boys. And sort of the. Uh, I mean, I talked about this last time. The general vibe is. They're just getting more and more mental. They're playing more gigs. The gigs are getting heavier. The gigs are getting more and more mental. Uh, So they kind of use... that. That kind of informs what they do with the next album. They don't want to do what they did with Showbiz, which is rein it in. They want to be like, we're known to be big and heavy and bombastic, etc. live. So that's what they're kind of going to go and do. Bombastic. Uh, Yeah, really fantastic. Yeah. Um, are uh, we going to have that word every episode? Because I hope so. Probably. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless people can come up with some good synonyms. Um, they in in late two thousand they tour Japan and release a little EP uh, called Ran- Random One to Eight. Oh, I have. I had had or have that. I'd have to check the archives. 
check. <laughs> Enter the basement. Get past the library. skeletons. Yeah, yeah. Kick past all the corpses. Find what? the box labelled Muse. Bring out a poster and talk about, like, you know, how the person who drew that poster was a murderer. And then the person who's let me into the basement says, I drew that poster. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. They, um, they released an EP and it was called Random EP. 1 to 8. Random 1 to 8. We're not going to talk about it because um, it's all B-sides <laughs> that you're going to hear at other points. Okay. Is oh, there right, eight okay, tracks? Uh, uh, there is there is eight tracks, Thank but God. three of them three of them are remixes of Sunburn. Oh, really? Oh, oh, okay. oh. oh uh, that's like heavy B side uh, sort of material. So I'm guessing yeah. that the singles didn't really get released in Japan, and that's how they released those tracks to Japan to uh, capitalize on the market there. Uh, also, they just had a big following. In the, uh, we talked about it Manix as well. Just one of those bands that just strangely had like. A really big following in Japan. If they'd done a Manix, they would have had all of the Sunburn remixes on the album. The album. Yeah, I actually told. I actually tell a lie. The Sunburn remixes are hidden tracks. Uh, There is actually eight tracks, although two of them are live, so they don't count. And and how random are they? Oh yeah, they are. They are well random. I mean, one of them is called "What If God Was a Worm." (laughs) Is this a joke or not? It's actually. No. Oh, <laughs> I, just, oh I was just trying to think of something random. Yeah. <laughs> well, that does sound like a song they would yeah. do. What if God? No, that sounds like a working title that they'd eventually call yeah, it just yeah. like they call it like suffocation Slipper. or something. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it bad that I, my brain immediately then just went no breathing or like <laughs> Zedscape or something? That it's, sounds like a Muse song, doesn't it? Zedscape. Zedscape. Does it? Oh, yeah, it does now. It does now. And it, and it does now. And it does. Actually. And I think it does. And now, and now I'm thinking about it. It does now. <laughs> when I does now. Uh, the, the, the Japan tour is kind of, I mean, this isn't really interting or it doesn't inform their music. No, It doesn't inform their music directly, but it does kind of inform the 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 attitude they have when they go into the studio, which is the Japan tour very much just becomes magic mushrooms are legal in Japan. Oh, right. Or were at this point legal in Japan. Yeah. So they basically spend the whole time in Japan tripping and having orgies. Uh, oh. oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> which, really? sounds, which sounds like exactly what you do if you're 21 and have just gotten big in a band or big-ish in a band. So we briefly had a discussion just to peel back the wizard's skirt a bit. Um, mm. about how I was so surprised that they acted like such rock stars and this just really tracks it because I just assumed they were nice little polite English boys and no, I'm I mean, very I mean, wrong. The, the, these days they're probably quite a lot more boring because yeah, they're, they're like, older in parents. They're, stuff, they're, right? they're like 40 or whatever but when they were, yeah, the, the origin days, the origin and the sort of hullabaloo days were raucous. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, like Matt un- unsurprisingly breaks up with his girlfriend around this point. Probably because of all was the orgies. Was it because of the orgies? Was it because of all of the orgies? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, f- like fans, like they were kind of known. Like fans would actually be like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the orgy. I'm gonna like, I know there'll be an after show orgy. So if I hang around out back oh of the, st- like they'll invite what? me back probably. Yeah, it was like an, it was just a thing. This is like after, the seventies. Like after the gigs, they'd have a big party, and the parties would all get out of hand. And it'd probably end up as an orgy, guys. Orgy yeah. of symmetry. Good. Or- yeah. Not bad. Or- Should we um, be having Chris, orgies? We should. I mean, we're very famous now. Exactly. Yeah. 
So season two, baby. Why are we not getting orgies? <laughs> I, I I think it's just because of lockdown. getting. I think, orgies. It weren't, I think if it weren't for lockdown, we think be someone comes to your door and opens a bag and offers you. Okay, well, offers orgies. What, what is music pod? If you do want to <laughs> have an orgy. <laughs> I mean, Steve, you you ask you ask like, how does an orgy start? I've actually I've got Matt's advice. Oh, please, uh, I'm going to write this down. I, I said I wasn't okay. going to bring it up on the pod, but you said I had to. Well, I just... Do we need like background music? So Matt's <laughs> advice on how to have an orgy. This is this is like how old is Matt Bellamy in 2000 or 2001? Why are you doing lift music? Well, it's like a nice interstitial. Okay, fine. Guys, go on. It's very easy. Oh. Novelty items. It's so fucking easy. All you need is masks or hats. As soon as people put on silly hats, they loosen up a bit. Then you need a couple of friends who are very close to each other. Then people start to bundle all over each other and it all goes from there. It's as simple as that. Just bundle tickling and novelty items. Right. This is why why I've been doing hat check. (laughs) To see whether or not we're on our way to an orgy. I've got to be totally honest with you, Lucas. It doesn't sound like any group sex is happening there. That sounds like some people are putting on hats and well, tickling each other. Well, to quote, to quote, I mean, you know, he said it, so I don't. I, I mean, don't yeah, I'm not. It. Because I don't I'm feel not. Don't shoot the messages. But he did say in an interview in the NME, "I've seen Dom's erect penis ejaculate on a girl's back." I mean, I mean, that's a direct that quote. He said that too. He was there with a with an interviewer and thought this is appropriate. Did he go like, was he like, <laughs> did he tell them that? And then go, Dom, Dom, didn't I? <laughs> what? Dom, didn't I see your erect penis come on a girl's back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, see, I'd... yeah, yeah, yeah. Muse are the worst. <laughs> just, to, just, to, just to protect his honour. Okay. Chris, ever the family man. Wore a condom. Not getting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the only one protected. <laughs> well, would not would 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 hang out with the crew a lot of the time. Okay, that is a shame because if I and was going like... to amuse orgy, I would definitely want Chris to be there. Yeah, yeah you'd want him to batter you, know? you into the ground. <laughs> well, I think I've I've said on our uh, group chat, and I think it got cut out of one of the episodes. But I'm more than happy to go on the record to say that I would pay. I just you know, I would pay money to have Chris spit in my mouth. <laughs> also, I think if you went to a muse orgy, you'd want the set. You know? If you're gonna... What, like all the pyrotechnics? <laughs> and <laughs> a big robot. And like open, with, new- <laughs> and, like, open with newborn. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, tease the cones. Yeah. <laughs> They're one of the novelty items. <laughs> um, something I didn't mention about the cones, but since we're actually on the subject of, oh. of shagging, but oh. uh, apparently... D- d- did I mention that Matt was like stuck in the cone at the end of the gig and it was a bit spinal tap? No. At that Astoria gig? <laughs> no, he like dived into it and like got like kind of, it kind of went over and he was in it and he kind of like didn't want to just shuffle out in front of everyone. So he yeah, just that sta- is embarrassing. So he, he stayed, in, stayed. He stayed, so he stayed in there whilst everyone left the gig. But his girlfriend from off stage kind of slithered in and in his words, we had a bit of a fondle. Um, I mean, what, what no, is wrong with these there's people? There's no need to... Honestly, that detail, like 20, 20 year old Matt is the most horny little boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a okay, sexy well, episode, isn't it? Yeah, what a sexy, sexy episode. I mean, all the songs are about sex. We'll get to it as well, aren't they? But they're all about sex. Orgy of symmetry. Can't say I picked up on that, but we'll, 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 we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Plug we'll get to it. Into Me Baby. That's the name of a song. 
<laughs> oh, it is, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Tom Kirk deserves a name drop at this point because he kind of actually like officially joins the the crew at this point. The he, troop. Like, he gets sacked from his job and basically becomes their like. He basically videos them twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. He's just like his job is just like we'll film us all the time and we'll give at you the a orgy. I was going to well. say all the time. Maybe the orgies. Oh, I mean, if anyone's everyone's got leaks of those. We'll, at what music? Pod. At what yeah. is music? I mean, what Matt, Matt, if you're, Matt, yeah. if you're listening, yeah. you've talked about having footage of Dom shagging a girl like uh, in the bank somewhere, and he probably is Send listening. I imagine. Send yeah. it over. He, Matt. I he's can't listening. imagine that he's not listening. Why would yeah. he not be listening? He's just at home in a lockdown situation. What else has he got to do? Listen to a podcast about his band. Exactly. Uh, other name worth dropping around this point is Hugh Manson, the esteemed luthier. Right. Which is a word for guitar maker, man. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Luthier. All woman. Lovely. Luthier. Yeah, all woman. Uh, of Manson Guitar Works in Exeter. So this is like when Matt's whole relationship with Hugh Manson starts. I don't know how much detail we're going to go into on Matt's mad guitars. Like, he's had a lot. I mean, I, to be honest, I, I really I really like all his guitars. You know, I'm Same. a musician and a guitarist, and I really like talking about all his different guitars and stuff. I think it might get a bit boring. On I don't pod. think we'll talk about every single one of them because he's yeah. now got about 4,000. But then he has, he has like an ongoing collaboration with the, uh, with the big house guy, doesn't he? The big house guy? Yeah, you were just talking about him. Hugh Manson. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? So good, he actually got me hook, line, and sinker. What? No, it's good. That's his name. Um, no, we won't. I don't think it's worth talking about every single guitar, but it is. I think it's worth noting the the cool. I don't know if Steve is kind of aware of what like his guitar rig setup becomes over the years. I imagine it's insane. And is there even a pedal board anymore, or is it like a hologram? <laughs> it's a hologram. Um, so he the the first one he buys, funny enough, isn't custom made. It's a second hand seven string guitar which features on this album. Cool. Oh. Which, which when it it's, whenever it comes out live, everyone is like, I know what song's about to be played. Yes, I'm please. assuming Citizen Erased. It's Citizen Erased, and everyone's yeah. like, it's in, isn't it in like drop C? Yeah, it's in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then off the back of that, he basically says, I want like a custom guitar made, and he it, the the. Dab dubbed the Mattercaster. Oh, lame. Uh, It's kind of the, the, it's like a telly crossed with like a Les Paul-ish. It's a bit of a weird shape. Okay. Like you've seen them, Adam. You've seen what they look like. We'll put them on the... Yeah, no, it's more or less just a telly. But like the cutout's a bit different. That's not interesting. Anyway. um, (laughs) But the The one one you have on the wall behind you is actually almost exactly the same as the Mattercaster. Looking at it. It's so not remotely the same. It's exactly the same. It's the same guitar. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the more interesting thing is the fact that he basically starts building all of his effects into the guitars. So the first one's got like a fuzz factory pedal. An MXR Phase yeah, now, 90. I don't know what that does. Now, what is that? About? Well, it's a phaser. Uh, what, what, what is, I don't know what a phaser what is, does. What's that do? Um, okay, now that's a good description. Thanks. What is the uh, sort of point? I don't want it, I don't want it to come across as an aggressive uh, question. Why put the effects in the guitar? Is it so he can move about on stage and not have to worry? I, I about... I think it's move about the stage, and also yeah. I think I think at this point he's like a bit of a fucking nerd, right? And he's like, do you know what? If we can do it, we will. 
Yeah, Jurassic like Park. I think I think I think Matt Bellamy was a bit of like an like I think he's just a bit of a maybe now maybe he's maybe he's gotten a bit cooler and gone a bit Hollywood, but like at this point I think he's just a fucking dork. And like I, that's the sort of thing I'd want because I like toys and gadgets and cool. Well, things he he doesn't like even that. have a pedal board in front of him anymore. He has like no, a don't. a digital rig system. Yeah, and it's done by on. the blokes, and it's done by the blokes backstage because that's yeah. what they do in the same one that triggers yeah. the backing tracks. I imagine. Yeah, probably. Bloody don't even see bloody live music anymore. Something about bloody someone to turn it up, press and play in it. Everyone's on their bloody phones these days. Oh, <laughs> bloody phones. Especially at gigs. Oh, Who's watching that back? Yeah. Who is watching that back? Honestly, who is watching I that I spent back? a good half a set once watching a gig through someone's iPad. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> And I couldn't look away from the screen because the screen just drew me away from the live show I'm seeing. <laughs> Do you know what's great? Knowing, knowing that we have a double episode, we are waffling. A loosey goosey. Yeah, sorry. Let's tighten it up. Go on. Sorry, Lucas. Quick. We won't interrupt uh, anymore. There's not much. I mean, I mean, they they go and start recording. Oh. I mean, there's not where? like there's not <laughs> where. First of all, Ridge Farms Studio with how um, <laughs> with guitar instruments and their vocals. Why <laughs> for money and joy and orgies when. Uh, September 2000. Right, let's get on with the track by track. Uh, no, shut <laughs> your... Uh, so the... Um, yeah, they wanted to work with um, John Lecky again. Uh, was he available? Wasn't, a, wasn't available. Oh, uh, that's unlucky. <laughs> so, uh, but they, they do the work with him. Not, but just the, that means that this whole it, album is unlucky. Yeah. The f- <laughs> It's not though. Half it's not. of it's half yeah. of it is half of it is lecky. Could have gone with um, not lecky. You went with un. <laughs> um, oh, they basically didn't want to have to wait to to have him available because they wanted to like the momentum. They wanted to just keep going, get an album out because second okay. album, like get it out there, you know. So they worked with a man called Dave Bottrill, who's worked with Tool and Deus, which are like proggy. Okay. Tool. Yeah, oh, cool. that sort of that muses, muses kind of vibes a little bit. Yeah, that yeah. Does. Uh, it's basically like that. a big grand country house in Surrey. Oh, yes, um, nice. And on like the second day of recording, they discovered that the field next door to the studio was growing wild magic mushrooms. Oh, of course. Which they, which excellent. of course, yeah. Which of course explains some stuff about this album so they yes um immediately start having orgies because that's what the mushrooms they, apparently well no they, apparently well so it's a bit like it sort of wears the truth it's a bit of like an apocryphal tale that the the this recording session of the first sort of half of the album was an absolute disaster and had to get like fixed later right because they basically spent the whole time in a hot tub together eating worms and tripping and shit like that wait hang on hang on a second hold on let's just go back to the middle bit so we've got We've got the hot tub and we've got the tripping. Yeah, yeah. What was yeah. the middle one you said? Um, they recorded and it was it was a bit messy. That bit? Oh, okay. Sure, he said something. Yeah, not that bit. Was been, that bit? Must have been. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I heard something. That's fine. No. no, no. Eating worms. <laughs> <laughs> Why um, were they eating worms? I've never tripped, so I couldn't tell you if that's appropriate or normal. Have you not? Would you like to? Mm, there's a time when I definitely would have wanted to. Now I don't think I'm physically and mentally capable. 
Yeah, that's my worry. Like they say, if you go, they say if you're going to take hallucinogens, go in up for it. Because if you're if you're nervous or scared or or, or or anxious about it, you're going to like that's then going to amplify and you're going to have a bad trip. Well, there's just no possible scenario where I imagine myself the moment I put it in my body and there's no going back, not being like fuck, there's no going back, <laughs> starting to panic, doubling down on the panic. Then when they kick in, nightmares. I just don't see it happening. As much as I'd love to try it, I just don't think I couldn't. You need a Sherpa. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Midsummer, and I imagine I'm just going to end up burnt alive. So I don't think I want to trip. Oh. But I don't think it no. would a Sherpa would a Sherpa help having someone who's sober next to me going, "Yeah, you seem like you're having a really bad time." That's, Is that that's helpful? sort of what happened with me and Adam at Glastonbury. <laughs> Is that helpful? <laughs> Steve, he talking uh, yeah, to the blonde Steve, girl. Just... There's no, there's no blonde girl there, no, Steve. Steve. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, what was that? Guys, what... guys, I just feel, I just feel really fucked. Yeah, you are, Steve. You are really fucked. What, was right. he, that, what, what that were you wasn't very on helpful, at... was it? What were you fucked on at this point, Steve? Uh, just like, just, just general vibes, man. Just yeah, man, vibes. we were just vibing. Yeah, uh, vibing um, so hard and ecstasy. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was a big part of the vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was a yeah, real so, ecstasy vibe. Yeah, <laughs> Glastonbury doesn't seem like an ecstasy festival. Mm. Like it is. Yeah, depends. Depends which bit you're in. You know, the late is night. There a, is, is there a heroin ecstasy corner? Central. Is there like a? Oh yeah, of course. You go to like Shangri La at night. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Is there a heroin corner? Yeah, the acoustic tent. <laughs> nice heroin and like corner. You go, to, and you go to healing fields and it's people trying to get themselves out of a K hole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's kind of like like the sort of myth all these years has kind of been like, oh, this first session where they did Plug-in Baby, Newborn, Bliss, a few others was like such a mess that they kind of had to like fix it in post. But uh, Dave Bottrell has kind of been like, nah, I think that's Matt exaggerating the rock and roll myth a little bit there. And it's right. kind of like, if they were, it was like mental and they spent the whole time tripping and stuff. But the end result was still well recorded. Listenable, songs. yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't like a fucking disaster. I mean, it's quite a messy album, anyway. Yeah. Um. Uh. Apparently, like the only real issue was that Matt was like because he was obviously excited and like new, had like a lot of new ideas after like Showbiz being kind of just the songs they've had in the bank. Yeah. For all those years, he was kind of a bit like jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing, and it was hard to sort of narrow them down and actually just get them to get on with one song for 10 minutes. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so that's like, they were actually, they were, they were a lot more excited about recording this, basically, than Showbiz. They were like, bang up for it. Um, Rage Against the Machine's guitar tech started working with Matt. That tracks. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes them. sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes them. Um, after sort of the mental session, that's when they then moved into real world studios in Bath with John Leckie. Mm. Um, is it, I don't know if, is this not, is this not normal? I feel like a lot of bands talk about doing this like it's, like it's unique and that means it's not, but they, they record a lot of it like live as a full band yeah, in a big that's room, mic'd oh, up. Okay. Uh, that's normal depending like, on I, the band. I feel like every time a band talks about that, like it's interesting, but I feel like I've read, I've heard Ty- that Typically people's like, it, it depends on the band, but like, they get very a lot of bands get very excited that they're in a, a studio and so make everything very produced for the first album um like overdubbing and doing separate tracks and stuff and then they'll remember that they actually really like how they sound live and so the bulk of songs are like put together 
just playing live. I know that you two do that. Obviously, Manix do that a lot. Um, depends on the band and the album, to be honest. I know in later albums, they definitely get a bit more in the studio doing their parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but on this one, I mean, the whole thing with this album is... A, they're not, they don't want to be held back the way they felt they were with Showbiz, mm-hmm. where they felt like they were reined in from the more weird stuff, which is why the album is kind of... Not very weird. One note. Yes. Not very weird and kind of one note and quite like safe as far as a Muse album. As far as what the album is, it was kind of the safe version of that, right? Mm-hmm. And on this, instead of doing Showbiz 2, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> they, it's specifically, they want to go weird and they want to capture the energy of their live shows, which they felt like wasn't remotely the case. If you saw them touring around showbiz time, it does. It was very much more heavy than what you would hear on showbiz. Right. Right. Okay. Which is why this album's like just just more metal, right? A little like bit more unhinged. Than, yeah, boy. Uh, so that's when they start working with John Lecky again in Bath and on a houseboat studio, cool. which sounds fucking cool. That does sound cool. Um. And this is like, that's when they do the the sort of the, they then go weirder. So they've done at the first, the first session, they've done the songs that they've kind of already been playing live. So Showbiz, Bliss, Newborn, I think like maybe Hyper Music and maybe something And else. then they start doing like micro cuts and yeah. And then they do your Screenager bodies. and your Megalomania and your Dark Shines and all of that stuff. Mm, yeah. On a houseboat, re- that seems like get, acoustically uh, an issue. Well, if you not, I noticed that like on half of this album in the background, you can just constantly hear just like, <laughs> and someone going yar, <laughs> <laughs> and every now and then you hear yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. in the background. Yeah, and the theme to Rosie and Jim. <laughs> that was sure. a, oh, I tell you what, Rosie and Jim used to scare the shit out of me. Yep. What? Why? Those dolls came to life. No, not because creepy puppets. No, 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 no. Ooh. There was one episode that I had on VHS. You know when you're a kid, you've got like four VHSs and you watch them a thousand times. No. Is it the one where they skinned the guy that owned the boat? <laughs> it's the one where they skinned yeah. Jim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, they, uh, they, it was just an episode where they, uh, where they were doing the washing up and, ah! and Jim, oh, sorry. like, like is getting a bit overexcited and he like knocks over the washing up and makes a mess. Yeah. And Rosie's like, oh, Jim. And I remember I used to be like, oh no, they're fighting. <laughs> and I get like scared. I didn't like, I didn't like it. That is be, not where I expected me. that to go. <laughs> I, I just, I found it too high, like too high pressure. The stakes, were, it was too high stakes right, for me at yeah. that point. It was yeah. too much. I couldn't watch it. How old were you? Old enough to be watching Rosie and Jim. Uh, so like, <laughs> 25. I was young. <laughs> Our friend says I was scared of an episode. Is it was it called Tugs? That what that show Tugboats D- with the Tugboats? Yeah. yeah, I can't remember if it's called Tugs or Tuggers like or that. like. So it's, that sounds. I don't think it's from, called that sounds Tuggers. Tuggers. <laughs> tuggers. And uh, and there's like yeah, there's like a ghost episode where they're in the mist and there's like ghosts. That I can understand being scared of as a kid. You got scared mm. because they fight. They had a little fight. Or the one where they uh, brick up that train into the tunnel because he's yeah, been mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a really like that was a really not enjoyable episode of <sighs> of that show. That Thomas, the tank, Thomas, 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 Thomas the tank engine. Thomas. Yeah. Thomas the tank. Tommy the tank. Timmy mm. T. Yeah. So they're on a houseboat and they start explore like doing and that's the more when they do like the, and that's when they do like the weird stuff. That's yeah. when they do you, you, you know, that sort of stuff and they're getting real vibey. I mean, we'll talk about it when we get to the tracks, but they get real pretentiously vibey with with at least one of the songs where they 
what are they doing? Mm. <laughs> mushrooms. I mean, the answer is the magic answer is mushrooms. mushrooms. <laughs> um, they when they the, uh, there's a bit of bit of political, not political, bit of admin context is so obviously they signed with Maverick, the Madonna label. Yeah, I thought it was Tom. Only was only one Tom. album prior. Uh, basically, they, when they hand in Origin of Symmetry, Maverick are not happy one little bit. Oh, dear. Uh, they basically think, no, mm-hmm. no part of this album is like single worthy. Not even oh, Plug-in Baby. Dear. They oh, ask, they, they dear. say, can you please re-record Newborn without the falsetto? Yeah. Huh. Hi, can you do this album, but without the high voice, the without uh, the thi- Without kind of one of your signature things. Could you make it less and... distinctive? Please? Yeah, could you have no <laughs> piano... <laughs> could you maybe record something that goes we are never 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 yeah game. like just really make it like approachable and easy yeah yeah no they don't do that they say stick it up your ass you fat cunt um, and the they? album doesn't get uh, the album yes and the album doesn't that? get released did in the u.s that? professionally did they say that, that they said? <laughs> i mean or is that mark a, beaumont's a liar is that a direct quote Oh wait, is that actually a direct quote? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, oh. that's a direct quote in the in oh. the book that I read it. In. All right, wow. Okay, the book cool. Could be lying. <laughs> fine. No, no, no. That's fine. I thought was, I thought you were editorialising. They basically even went as far as to say, can you remix or re-record the entire album? Mm, wow. With like with like no edge. To which they said, no, thank you. Hi, thanks for so the Maverick... album. Hi, thank, thanks for doing that album. Can we not have that and have something else? Do it again, but different yeah. and not the same. Can we have all that? Different, all different, different and also I not like the all same. those songs. I like all those songs, but can you take those songs away and have other songs? <laughs> Muse. Um, end result is this album doesn't get released in the US until 2005. Yeah, right. Oh, interesting. Which is after Absolutions even come out. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Muse don't. Muse basically. Muse aren't going to break America for quite some time at this point. I thought they were doing well in America. They were, and then their albums don't come out there, and they don't. Okay, fine, yeah. That does make sense, actually, thinking about it. No one can listen. Yeah. They would be doing well there, and then when their albums stop coming out, they do less well there. Yeah. I can't imagine they made the charts because the album didn't come out, for instance. Exactly. Well, and also... Yeah. And also, famously, they only printed 999 copies of Origin of Symmetry. Oh, oh yes, of course. Which is weird, because it sold a lot more than that. <laughs> so I don't really understand digital. I guess digital. Cl- clone, the cloning. And, and <laughs> eBay was around at that uh, point. And the internet's starting to become a bit of a thing, right? So you can like you could sell it without physically printing them, right? So like that's it's all iTunes. Oh, bloody Napster. Uh, what's wrong with a good old bit of bloody vinyl? Um, it's fucking like, 25 quid <laughs> so around this time as well as lots and lots of magic mushrooms another sort of big influence for this one is Matt gets much more back to his piano classical music type roots mm. uh, listening to a lot listening to a lot of uh, European classical music from the uh, like 18th century like a lot of Bach Rachmaninov, Tchaikovsky, and Chopin. Nailed it. Is that fine? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Perfect pronunciation. Yeah. Big time. Um, yeah, like you can definitely hear on this album compared to like, yeah, fine, there was like Sunburn had some piano on it. But on this one, there's clearly much more of a, I've been listening to suites of classical music. And yes, there's a, much, bring that a much clearer sort of uh, blend of the classical and 
the rock thing. Like Sunburn had a piano in it. It wasn't that classically sort of uh, informed, though, was it? It was very. It was still kind of a bit of a bluesy. Um, was, yeah, yeah. And, and bear in mind, it was something he'd. It was a riff he'd written on a guitar first. Yeah, 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 yeah. a lot of these songs sort of feel a bit instead. more composed than written. Oh, oh he'd. I mean, yeah. he would. He would. Oh, <laughs> He would love to hear you say those words. Oh, it was more composed than written. He'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You'd be oh, straight God. into an orgy with, with Matt Bellamy. <laughs> yeah. Would you, no. have, would you have an orgy with Matt Bellamy? I feel like, you know, it's a, it's a story to it's tell. It's a story, isn't it? It's an anecdote. Might as well. It's such an anecdote. Yeah. Life is just... What, uh, what anecdote, hat would you wear? It's just time spent collecting anecdotes. So, might as well. So that when you so that when you end up in hell, you can tell them to your other damned friends. Yeah, yeah. Or or you re- you do a podcast and you tell the same three anecdotes over and over and over again over the course of a year and a half. Yeah, did I ever yeah. tell you about the episode of Rosie and Jim that I was scared of? <laughs> no. What was that about? <laughs> um. Uh. This like a lot of this album is also kind of influenced by like. Matt gets even more into sci-fi. I think that's kind of no shit. Apparent, <laughs> apparent is somebody has been delving into some sci-fi. Uh, so there's like two big books, through two or three big books that Matt had been reading around this time. I mean, bear in mind, even Matt himself admits that all of his ideas and concepts and grand theories that he comes up with that he then ultimately writes songs around, they come from him reading a chapter or two of a book. He has a passing understanding, and he fills in the gaps with his own with his own nonsense that he makes up. Yeah, that comes across pretty I'm well. All for actually. that, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he's not actually reading all of like the uh, an elegant universe or the virtual organism or Baudrillard and, or anything and, like that. Underst- and understanding every little bit of it. He's reading bits of it and going, "This is all some cool shit." Yeah, <laughs> this is cool, and then adds in like sex robots into the mix and then kind of goes yeah that's a spin it's a it's a take it's a take on the whole yeah on the thing um like a lot of the uh so, so the, the idea for the out of the album title is from a book called hyperspace which like basically he read some stuff about the origin of life and then the origin of symmetry and basically liked the words and was like, I'm going to, I've got, I'm just going to make up some ideas around this. Nice. Instead of actually really like knowing much about it. And so he's very much a philosopher in his own right, isn't he? He's such a philosopher. Yeah. I mean, you sort of see him in, when you talking about like the lyrics in, in interviews, you see he gets quite uncomfortable because he, he knows he's just talking absolute dog shit. <laughs> and they ask him like, what's Newborn about? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. It's probably like some stuff about, uh, because he knows that he like read a few chapters of a book, came up with some ideas, took magic mushrooms. Yeah, wrote a song, and that's fine. I, I like that. I, I actually like a lot of the lyrics on this album. Really, shock do you horror. Like, Lucas, do you know any of them? They're stealing puppies' dreams. Is that one of them? I don't remember coming across that one. If that's a misheard lyric, I can't wait to hear which one it is. <laughs> it, it is a misheard lyric. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, that yeah. So they're sort of the 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 thing they said about the the the, the natural instinct of trying to go against like the showbiz thing of being tamed was they basically said they wanted to add spikes to their songs and make them more pokey and mental whenever they thought of an idea do the most extreme version of it which i like that with some of them yeah that's cool yeah i think they probably did um 
they they had like I mentioned they had Rage Against Machines guitar tech. So on this one they did a, a, something that Rage Against Machine do, which is they'll lay down a clean bass track and then put a distorted bass track on top of that, which mm. kind of makes it like a lead. Yes. Is that a thing? Yeah, no, um, you, you, Adam, can, you can Adam hear it Adam. in Bliss. Uh, another thing they do with the bass is there's two bass lines, and there's one that gives like a very clean and solid root note, and then there's the bass riff in the right hand side of the mix. Yeah. What song? Bliss. I mean, we'll get to it. Bliss yeah. is that the one that goes? That's it. That's it. Bliss. Bliss is the one that goes. My plug-in baby. Yeah. That's blissy wissy blissy wiss that one <laughs> yeah and you say you're not a creative man i'm not creative. <laughs> um the uh look i'm not a great man i'm not even good at like give reading out my notes about an album so i'm definitely not good at like coming up with an original idea Christ. Yeah, imagine never coming up with an original idea or opinion that's lame, lame. what kind of pathetic lucas do you like this album me too I, mm, I mean, we'll get to it, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, same. It's all right, isn't it? Whatever you say, please. It's fine, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, yeah, in the build of this album, they... Uh, I mean, we've got to do a bit of... You know, we're doing about context and doing the timeline. Uh, fit, so this album's recorded September 2000 until Feb 2001. Uh, 5th of March, the first single for it comes out. It's got to be Plug In, baby. It's fucking Plug In, Yeah, baby, okay, that's baby. got the first single written yeah. all over it. Of course, you got to do it. Um, guess where it charted? Steve. Well, obviously go with me first because I'm getting it horribly wrong because I'm awful at this. It came seventh. I think Bad. that's too <gasps> high. It. I think that's too high. I th- Were you not going to ask me? Were you not going to ask me for a guess, no, Lucas? Gonna... Were you just going to move on? I was going to move on. Hmm. What is it, Adam? I, I, I Adam's think... fucking livid. He's come I... so close to the camera. I think 12th. <laughs> Oh. oh, charts number eleven. That's, just, that's quite good, isn't it? Just ekes out of the top ten there. Interesting. Yeah, probably because they only recorded nine hundred ninety nine release nine hundred Um, that's released, and yeah, obviously that gets some attention because that's a fucking good song. Um, <laughs> then second single on the fourth of June, right before the album comes out, Newborn. The obvious second choice. I don't know. I don't know if that is the uh, the obvious second choice. I'd have probably released. Bliss. I do think this time they are get they are getting the singles correct this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Watch one should be released. Yeah, they didn't release micro Newborn. cuts first. Oh, sorry, I actually missed. No, the first one was Screenager, <laughs> and the second oh, one, yeah. great. And the second one was and the second one was the B side <laughs> Nature underscore one. <laughs> <laughs> Again, um, no, like no idea if you've made that up or that's one of their actual B side titles. That was one of the B sides to Plug In Baby. Baby. <laughs> wow. Mm. Uh, they do. I mean, they're doing the same thing with this album that they did with Showbiz. That's just a thing around this time, right? Where each fucking single has like forty different CD yeah, versions. Yeah, of it yeah. With I think B-sides Newborn came seventeenth. Steve, I think Newborn came sixteenth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Steve wins. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've played the game. Seventh. Oh, you got wow. Gut. That's what Steve guessed for Plug In Baby. Day. That's what Steve guessed for uh, Plug yeah. Baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then on the 13th of June, 2001, 
Origin Symmetry is released. Oh. It's 51 minutes and 42 seconds. Wow. It's recorded in Ridge Farm Studios, Real World Studios and a houseboat. It's produced by it's produced by Dave Bottrell, John Leckie, and Muse. And oh, they and get Jim. a little self production credit. They got a production credit. I feel like all you have got to do is ask, and you probably get one. Can I be on there? Uh, and the artwork is by a chap called William Eger. So the thing they did with the album artwork with this one is they basically sent the song, the album title, Origin of Symmetry. Yep. So 13 different artists and said, show me what you, what does that evoke in your mind? Interesting. Show me what you've got. Show me what you've got. <laughs> Interesting. Right. Did they pay them all? I mean, yeah, I probably, so. yeah. No, they, okay, they, they did, no, they did it for the exposure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's to be really good for your portfolio. Uh, it's good artwork. I think it's... Yeah, fucking, I really I like mean, it. To, I you know, it's, uh, I'd like to see the other evocative. 12 versions as well. Uh, well, one of them yeah. actually is uh, the, the single artwork to Newborn. Oh. oh, cool. Which you'll see in a bit. Um, oh. Yeah, I think it's oh. great album artwork. I have it on my flesh. <laughs> <laughs> what what he means, everyone, is that he's got a tattoo of the origin artwork. I've got a little origin. I mean, spoiler alert, I'm going to give this album a good score because I felt... The, the, you spoiled that in the last episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's seven. Yeah. But yeah, I've got a little origin yeah. tattoo on my arm there. That's quite nice. Yeah. Good little I think it's very good artwork. I mean, I've what I've come to realize in my artwork that I like is like not too busy and not too like showy. Mm. Like some nice shapes or a pattern or just some plain something or other. Lovely. Muse more or less do that right up until simulation theory. Don't. Yeah, and I fucking You live it. <laughs> well, because something I also don't like is when bands put themselves on the cover. I'd much rather just have a nice yeah. little like designed bit of artwork than just like picture of their face and what about if they yeah. stood on a beach and one of them's wet themselves though that's usually quite good if one of them has yeah. pissed themselves that does it does yeah that does change something about it yeah, yeah. gives it a little yeah. a little something something a little um origin symmetry it's an album yeah it certainly thoughts. is it certainly is an album thoughts feelings Musings. Oh, oh yeah. Very good. Because that's like the band name. Muse. So remember, I'm basically new to Muse, really. Like, I don't think hearing a bunch of singles Muse. equates to sort of knowing what they're like. Muse. Although you have um, seen this album from front to back at Reading Festival. <laughs> yes. Now. I'm basically mute to news. Does that That's help you? Adam? Thank you very much. Is that what you were trying to? Yeah, there we go. But um, I didn't realise how prog muse were until I gave this album like a real oh, listen. Reap prog. This album. I mean, yeah, I can't. Maybe they're most. Pro- I mean, really? Okay. Yeah, they're most, I would say. Oh, that, that disappoints me slightly. They've got. Cause they, I, they, they, they do things. They do things, but they, they certainly. They do things. I would, I'd say that I, I don't think they go quite this mental again. I can't wait for the album Black Holes and Revelations and also Orgies. Um, I can't imagine there's much concept for this album apart from space to in my eyes. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot there's a lot disagree. Of, there's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of man versus machine. And okay, really? okay. The technology and but the what, technology. A lot of thematic sort of similarities between the tracks and almost a narrative that goes through okay. like, the whole thing. 
Yeah. Right. But, well, that's what I was going to say because it gives off the it gives off the air just the sound of it without. I didn't really listen to the lyrics because the ones I heard were gobshite. What about the but one that goes? It gives and you can't make out a single word. How about that one? That that one's good, yeah. Mm. Um, but it gives off the air of a concept album just from the sound of it. Yeah, like each yeah. track flowing well into the next one. It almost seems to be like acts in this. It's really cool. So like, um, it, it isn't. It isn't a concept album, but there's certainly like there's a de- there's definitely a few themes that he he returns to that well. I think many it is times. a concept album, and the concept is Muse have recorded an album. Hmm. Interesting. And so the first one is like the kicking off of the album. Exactly. And then like and, and the by the time you track, get to the end, they've they've done yeah. a whole album. And they're kind yeah. of like celebrating like this is the end of the yeah, album. Exactly. Yeah. What a concept. Except I imagine in Japan where there's now three other yeah, tracks added like, on the end. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but it doesn't go at the end. Oh well that, that was gonna be a question I was gonna ask you later. Later. Um Yeah, uh, yeah but so, it, that yeah, it's, it, I just didn't expect it to be so much of a. I d- I didn't expect more than just mm, that album with Plug In Baby on it. Right. I didn't I didn't expect it to be like this long cohesive piece, which it kind of is. So that that it it, it surprised me. You didn't expect to have it as much of a vibe, just such a heavy yeah. vibe. Do, do you remember in, yeah, in yeah. The, when we were talking about our general thoughts on Muse, and I was talking about how they were kind of like uh, a band with the ambition of a stadium band that weren't yet playing stadiums at this point yeah this this is what i mean it's like such a prog you need like such an overblown sort of stage show to go with it and and stuff it it's it has all those like prog trappings i guess is what you mean yeah exactly that like songs have like multiple different parts that are like stitched together and Songs, yeah. songs start like, breaking the six minute mark on like a handful of occasions. Yeah, yeah. Insane time signatures and um, yeah, like composed, like classically arranged. What it seemed. I don't. I'm not an expert, by the way, guys. I'm not an expert in classical music. I don't know if you knew that about me. <laughs> I am. I mean, you heard that when yeah. I pronounced all those names earlier. You I did like a <laughs> with each of the words. Yeah, because yeah. I, I know. What, I know. That, what I'm and I was. About. At li- and I was very impressed. I said Bach because like I know what Stop I'm talking it. about. Stop it. And Rachmaninoff. <laughs> You're so impressive. I know. Uh, Lucas, what um, did you think of the album? I fucking love yeah. it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I know, no, I, I know that you like thoughts. it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's like it's the it's the album it's it's the Muse album that has the most of its own like identity and vibe and mm. like feel. It's also the Muse album that, despite maybe being my favourite, I have to be in the mood to listen to more than many of the others. I would say interesting oh, okay why is that not in a negative like not not to say like i i'd ever be like Ugh, no i don't want to listen to that but like sometimes i'd just be like ah it's a stick on like stick on one of the easy ones bit, yeah it's like, not um an easy one i know there are bits of this that i heard and 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 it, did, it reminded me a little bit of the holy bible in just their willingness to push something to the point where it punishes um which is uh, obviously by the manic that i, that I quite liked about it yeah, um, when Adam's talking about the... Ma- to oh, yeah, those who yeah, didn't yeah. listen to our last season, the <laughs> yeah. Holy Bible is an album by the Manic Street Preachers. <laughs> yeah, He's not talking about the book of <laughs> the, law. The, the text Bible. of our Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but I could see why like, why you would maybe think, like, not putting this one on on, on a Sunday morning. You know? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, have, uh, but as soon as we were done with showbiz, and I was like, 
it's time for Origin of Symmetry now. I was like, oh my God, I guess listen to Origin of Symmetry so many times. Yeah, and it's, it's been a lot I've of fun. like, this has been one of my favourite albums for like most of my adult life and childhood, like since I was what? 11? 12. So mm-hmm. this is this is when I discover Muse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I see yeah. I see newborn I see newborn on Kerrang on TV and that's my yeah. that's my in to Muse. Yeah. So it's been like one of my favorite albums since I was twelve. But listening to it again, I've like I've I've re I re love it. Does it hold up? That's over now? half your lifetime ago. Because How does that feel? because like yeah, like listen to it again. Like obviously I've heard Plugin Baby a thousand times, and it's almost yeah. become one of those songs where it's like yeah, it's plugin, it's plugin, ba- it's it's plugin baby. It's like, a design yeah, for life. I'll see it at every it's gig. It's plugin baby. Pl- yeah, yeah. They play every gig, and actually listening to the album, I'm like, holy fucking shit! It's fucking plugin baby. baby. Such a good song. Yeah. <laughs> good <Yeah>. grief. <laughs> the, the the album in general is like, uh, you know, people talk about difficult second album syndrome and i can't imagine it was very hard to top or like what up showbiz but this is like such a huge step up for (laughs) for being released only two years later this is they are like worlds apart aren't they yeah yeah i mean it's like i said last week or last episode whatever the if they'd done showbiz 2 i don't think we'd be talking about muse now yeah i think they'd have been like a passing you know last a couple albums moderately successful alt rock band that then kind of just peters off the the weird thing about Whereas, it for me is yeah. is that is the difficult second album syndrome comes from the want to sort of um to add more to your sound and also because most bands have run out of stuff by the time they've finished recording their first album so then they find it really difficult to write new stuff for the second album but we know that muse already had some of this stuff sort of like ready to go and so what we actually i mean only like plug-in baby in a shit form yeah but when you've got plug-in baby that's kind of you know, it you've, you've got you've got plug-in baby do you know what i mean you've got plug-in baby without the riff. you've got plug-in baby without the riff though yeah i guess but like my, my overall kind of point on that is that actually this is not an attempt to go um bigger for the sake of being bigger it's actually compared to showbiz a little bit stripped back because the arrangements are much more simplistic like there's, but there's... it's bigger in the it, it it smashes you in the face a lot more this is what it's... i have written down is that it's amplification rather than augmentation so rather than being like well See, this cool, is why this is why adam's the boss of the podcast let's put a couple of organs in here to augment that sound they're like no let's just quadruple track that one guitar part so that it's the <laughs> loudest and messiest thing that you've ever heard um which i like especially in the first half of the album and i think that uh really works so it sort of sounds raw but it also sort of sounds more produced and sometimes sometimes the songs are like a bit overtly simple which i'll get into as as we go through it sometimes it falls into just sort of there's like two or three sections to a song and those sections are just repeated throughout the the course of a song yeah, they do they do they do do that a couple of times but in they almost every do do in almost every example of that the part that they're repeating is usually so good that you want to hear it again anyway do you know yeah. what i mean i'm yeah. never going to get bored of the plug-in baby riff oh not this riff again yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah like oh no so, like you know the i've seen them live however many times and 
you know. But you've seen Muse yeah, live a few times, have you? Oh God, and the are they good? And there's certain they're songs. To be and there's good. certain songs. They're known to be quite good live. Mm. The I disagree. I think they're. I don't really like them live, but I've, I still go and see them every possible opportunity. Yeah, and make a spreadsheet of all the songs and collect them. My big take on Muse live, which I don't think we need to get into in this episode, is that live they're fine. So we'll, we'll breeze past that. Lucas is making a confused face. So we'll just we'll move past that. We'll the prevailing opinion else. disagrees with you. <laughs> I think they're fine. Anyway, carry um, on. The, the, there's songs that, you know, like, that are, are some of their big all-time classics that they play at every gig that I'm like, oh, I don't need to hear it though. Like Uprising, let's say, for example, to get ahead of ourselves. Like it's one of their big one of my known singles. But when when they play it though, I'm like, yeah, fine, fine. But I, I, if you'd filled that spot with, if you filled that spot with like Shrinking Universe, the B-side from, <laughs> from Hysteria, I think. At this point, like, like is that, you have, we have know, to do a that, bonus episode where there's, you have to say, you have to make up a Muse name <laughs> and then give us a real one and we have to tell you the real. That's a good idea. Because Shrinking but Universe we've got to do like that soon. bollocks that you've made we up. We have to do that soon because the later into the podcast, the more you've, I've got fewer to pull from. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, but remember, but, I can't remember anything. But so, some, like, I don't remember any of the songs on Showbiz. But what my point was that some of the ones off this one, even though I probably heard them a million times, I would never like be like ah, swap this one on the set list. Like, no, play plugin maybe though. Don't don't fuck about. <laughs> um, wow, there we go. Yeah, uh, it's really good, and I love it. And I'm anyone. So what was that? <laughs> You said something. Keep it going. 
Nah, yeah. Now, I've got a question to ask. I deliberately didn't look up the lyrics to this because does he say stretching like a butt squeeze? Yeah. yeah. No, but it's not that much better. I've got butt it's squeeze. Stretch, stretch it like a birth squeeze. Yeah. Which is, what is what's it? What is it? Stretch birth. it like a birth squeeze. Oh, I mean, it is. It's oh, it's just okay. Which is fine. genuinely. But imagine like, stretching quite, like a butt quite squeeze. a really good uh, sort of uncomfortable uh, piece of imagery there. The idea of a birth squeeze. It's uh, yeah, makes me uh, yeah, stretching. Mm. Aroused. Yeah, it makes me aroused. Mm, no. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, this is my president. Yeah. This 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 is my muse. This, this is what muse are to I'd me. I'd vote this song prime minister. Would you now? Yeah. Wow. How do you think that newborn would do in the pandemic? Really well. Okay, great. Uh, that riff is so good, isn't it? It's quite good, isn't it? I would it, I would have reservations base. Uh, about about voting at any kind of president or prime minister, just because I want uh, a very safe, steady set of hands. On the leadership, and I don't want something that's this spooky. <laughs> is it spooky? Is it spooky? Because you think it's is it spooky? spooky the Jack? opening piano is so <laughs> spooky. <laughs> I mean, Ghosts. would it have been more spooky Ghosts. if what they were what they were originally going to do, which was it wasn't going to be a piano, it was going to be just Matt doing it with his voice? Oh, you can was hear it? a bit of that yeah. at the end, <laughs> can't you? <laughs> 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 you can hear that was the original bit, like, idea. Distorted vocals at the end, uh, which maybe would have been quite cool. It opens like we're gonna get another sunburn. Yes, it is like oh, it's, yeah. it's like a, yeah. it's like sunburn better. Yes, it would have yeah. been very disappointing if this had been another sunburn. But uh, then the fucking the riff, and it already becomes better than anything on, on anything showbiz. off of the off of showbiz, yeah. apart from maybe yeah. showbiz, but actually probably even yeah. Uh, it's a very good opener, isn't it? Oh, it's so good. It's just like, bam, it's so bam, good. this is, and it this is what this is going to be like. awful. Like, it's almost like too distorted and messy. Yeah. And it's yeah. so good. And all the lots it's... of little breakdowns and the weird details that keep it interesting, despite being one or two parts that repeat, I'm really happy for them to repeat. And again, it's not like he's chucking loads of shit at the wall. Even the, the quote-unquote solo is just him doing the same riff further up the neck of the guitar. Yeah, and yeah. that solo is my dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I love it, and it raised me. Yeah. It <laughs> Major eleven plus. Yeah. The yeah. newborn solo raised me. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so good. It's just really good. Yeah. Oh, so actually, good. no, I did have written down that. It's Lucas's dad. Yeah, it's my dad. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. I don't and know. It, and, yeah. and also, the great thing about that solo is every time you see it live, you're ju- it's just like, what's he going to do with it? What's oh, he okay. going to do he this time? Changes that up to see. He'll like always oh, really? like do a little something, a little something, a little. Play, something does he play with his teeth or something? Play with I, I imagine he plays stuff with his he teeth. He plays it with his dick. <sighs> does he now? Yeah, he's, he's, getting, ready. he's getting ready for the orgy of, after of, the gig. Of the things that we've known about <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, Matt Bellamy, that doesn't seem outside of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Toughening it up. Toughening yeah. it up. <laughs> Get some calluses. Uh, uh, nope. I nope. like um, the lyrics on this one. Oh. I genuinely do. I, because they kind of provoke some sort of something in you. There rather is than some just like, kind oh, I'm going to burn Tinmouth. 
imagery. Yes, exactly. Like it seems to be about what's your imagery. What's well, it seems your to take? be about waking up from like a fake reality. Um, um, you know the yep. the lyrics are again sort of vague, but his songwriting has just improved so much between the debut and this, and it's all over the album. And the vague lyrics never stop, right? I mean, like I said earlier, he'll, it's 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 read a book get an idea about something <laughs> write some vague something around that subject but it's never yeah but there's there's like, there's vague like they will not control us which i think is really shit and vague and then there's vague like destroy the spineless hopeless time to roam the distance to your home and then all the stuff about birth squeezes it's like genuinely evocative of something and it allows you to put your own interpretation onto it one well, now you've read them out to me, that's just The Matrix. I mean, it is. So, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, the, yeah. so this song is about The Matrix. Like, <laughs> okay. it is. Don't say that. I don't yeah. need a song to be, like, about Newborn something. Newborn is about Lucas's dad and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Adam, you, Adam your whole thing last season was you love how Mannix write, write songs about a thing. Yep. They'll get some. They'll get a painter who was burned at the stake in 1982, and then they'll write a song about it, and you can <laughs> read a story about that. Were they still doing steak burnings in the yeah, 80s? Yeah, steak burnings in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Mate, it's one of those surprising was, facts. It was, in, it was Wales. Come on. No, but yeah, but that that's the thing about oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's the thing about um the Manics that makes them the Manics is that they will write about stuff. I don't need everything to be like that. I just like it to conjure some kind of I mean, image image. It's not literally about the Matrix, but when when you know what Matt talks about with what this song is. You mean is the about concept that's is in the, the concept he's talking oh, right, about okay. is basically like the birth of a new species that's been like artificially bioengineered and like his fear of evolution and techno- like technology overtaking evolution. And and the whole album is about that, right? Yeah, the whole album is about like man versus machine and yeah. the technology and the matrix. And about a system that is oppressing uh, the, the, the seeming narrator of, of the album. The, the whole album is kind of like about... Link it to the world. Breaking out of a, of a system. Link it to yourself. Is is plugging that thing into the back of the neck in the Matrix, isn't it? It's nice, it's yeah, just yeah. Plugging in. There's an REM song called "Ebo the Letter," which ostensibly is about fuck all, but the lyric writing is just like so beautiful that it can't not sort of conjure imagery in the same way that I see like lyrics and poems as being a similar art form. I don't think you need to have a defined meaning or point. Sometimes it's just a bonus. And it's all interpretation. Isn't yeah, it? I mean, and, 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 and the whole thing. I think, I think Matt will write about a thing, about a vague thing he read in a book or whatever. Yeah. And then after the fact, he'll decide what the song's about. Oh, and if he's asked yeah. in an interview, he'll then go, "Oh, it's kind of about this." And actually, it's like he wasn't thinking seventy percent of that stuff. He just wrote a load of stuff, a load of waffle this, that like came this off. Songs of his brain. about that eating is... worms in a hot tub. That... <laughs> Why is he one of the Beatles? That's a weird accent. It's about eating worms, bull. Like that that messy approach to a narrative or the messy approach to writing lyrics um, fits this album because this album is messy. It's a bit like rough and sort of Frantic. ready. And then when you it get... It's very Lionel. And then when you get to the resistance, yep. uh, like later on down the line and the songs are very clean and the lyrics are still messy and vague, there's like a disconnect between the two parts functioning correctly form isn't meeting function as you like to say that's a really good way of putting it lucas actually yeah, I think it's yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you say about the riff fucking so the so oh the i had to go away and learn it immediately 
Oh, it's so good. It's really yeah. easy as really well. Fun it's really play. easy yeah. to play is the great bit. The bass line, on the other hand, is not easy to play. It's <laughs> like really fast and exhausting. And I don't know how Chris <laughs> Walsenholm <laughs> is alive. Like with so many of their Sounds songs, like I'm the just like, well, how's he doing? Like, you could do it for like, you could, I could do it for like 12 seconds and then I'm done. That's something about the audience. Like, the audience and yeah, yeah. but but like there's 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 riffs like the bass riff throughout the verses of this song. I'm like, how are you keeping this up? And sounds not like the orgies. How are your fingers yeah. not bleeding? Yep, sounds like the sounds like the orgies. <laughs> like the do 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 just over and over again, knackering. Yeah, well, he's a machine. He's a machine man. He, he is, is an absolute machine. He, he is uh, the perfect halfway point between machine and man that this album is about. This album, oh, about, this album is about Chris. Origin uh, of Chris. The, the, the riff. <laughs> yeah. The riff was actually no. The Chris. Origin of Chris. <laughs> the riff. Um, Chris. Chris. Uh, the riff was actually. Uh, so he had the piano part written basically. Yeah. Which was inspired by the Truman Show soundtrack, apparently. Which yeah, I can hear that. I yeah, went and okay. listened to the Truman Show soundtrack. I can hear Shades. Mm. And the Truman Show soundtrack, by the way, is great. Um, Truman Show soundtrack. And then the riff, he basically, he basically had a bunch of riffs and went, which what? one which one fits after the piano bit? Imagine you picked, yeah, a, different, fun- imagine you picked a different one. Yeah. <laughs> imagine after... I mean, yeah. And then it went... Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the fucking baby riff. I was all ready to do it, and then I just my brain brain just turned into mush. There you go. Quite a jaunty riff, actually. Is that the is that is that the riff of is that the riff in your world? I honestly can't remember the riff in your world, honest. Which we'll get on to in the next episode. New, like Dr. Dre, newborn. Yes, good. Yeah, that's good. That's very good. Newborn's very good as well. Yeah, good segue. Oh, is that? Single, yeah. uh, single take. There's obviously a single cut of it. Uh, oh, still, did they edit it? It's down? still really long. Oh, really? What did they edit? They edit it. So there's the five fifty-eight. So there's a. <laughs> so how long is it normally? It's normally six oh two. The single yeah. version still is it. The, is it really that long? Yeah, it's what, long newborn? as shit. It's me. It's like a minute until the riff kicks in. Oh, I guess so. But that's that's interesting that I didn't even notice that newborn is yeah, long. Yeah, it doesn't feel that long. Really. And no. Um. Oh, cool. Yeah, compared to some of the other songs in this album that are long and they feel long, this one just goes gets right by. Yeah. Um, the single edit's still four minutes and forty-one seconds. Jeez. Oh, that's quite, quite long, long for, for a single, single edit, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they cut out? Better not be the solo. I bet it is the solo. Of course. And then they cut out. The I think they cut out, I think cut out one. Um, the I think they solo. shorten. Yeah, <laughs> and the piano. And then she goes, do 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 do. There's no drums. And then just goes, destroy the spine, and does that last chorus. I think they shot. I think they shot. Doesn't doesn't change the length, but they did that. I think they trim the piano bit at the start, and they cut out a verse and a chorus. Bad. Don't do that. Don't do that. Bad. Bad, don't do that. Release the six-minute version. Yes. Release the Snyder cut. Release a ten-minute version. Newborn. Yeah. Un- un- Steve looks livid because he was the about Sn- to say it. <laughs> no, the Snyder cut would be like 12 minutes. Yeah. Not yeah. six. Yeah. 
I'm I'm legitimately excited for the Snyder Cut because I just am so curious to know what that's going to be. Weirdly, I became more excited about it when I found out about the aspect ratio. Is that weird? That's so fucking. I nerdy. can tell you what it's going to be, Lucas. <laughs> it's going to be the Justice League, but um, he's his version but if it's but if something like 85 percent of it is not the same movie we've seen it's essentially like we're seeing another movie like yeah it's i imagine it's still got the justice league in it do you reckon yeah definitely i reckon batman is in it is superman gonna be in it Superman. so the the original cut is is two hours long uh, and 90 minutes of that is joss whedon yeah and, so and Zack Snyder said minutes. he's using zero of the Joss Whedon stuff. That makes me so really? hot for it. Just because yeah. I'm just so curious to know what that looked like. Like, when's that been done before? It's just mental. Uh, Touch of Evil? Sounds lame. What is it? It's an Orson Welles film. <laughs> Had about four different cuts. Oh, is that, Lucas hasn't heard of it. it is that Orson Welles famously <laughs> Unicron from the, the Transformers movie? Yeah. It's his final role before he died was that his final role his final role was and his uh, the know. quote was i the, the quote that he said was i spent this afternoon playing a toy <laughs> yeah, i love Orson Welles. <laughs> and that was his final ever role Orson Welles is great he made citizen kane uh and then the rest of his life was just fighting with studios because the studios thought they knew better than the man who made citizen kane Absolutely insane. And then, Go, yeah. And then, right at the end of his career, they realise what his, what his thing is, his potential. niche, which is he's supposed to be voicing Unicron <laughs> in the 1986 animated Transformers movie. And they find that right at the end, and they get it, and then he dies, knowing he's like fulfilled his purpose. Unicron is literally just just unicorn with the arm moved, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Great movie though. Uh, one of my favorite movies growing up. Yeah. That that we movie. Move on to the next track at this gives, point. <laughs> that movie gives me so much. Here we go. Bliss. Beautiful. Steve, you're like you said. You like essentially didn't know. You know, you don't know. 
you're new to Muse. So this was a single, but you know new this song. New to Muse. You knew this song? Yeah, I know this one. Yes, I know. Because it was a big Yeah. Yeah, it's another one of those ones. But like, um, there's like, yeah, some Titanic ones on, it, on this. I mean, it's not. No, there's no. It's there's not like nothing about no, it's boat. nothing like Titanic. Nothing about Just boat. There's no hands on through the lyrics. There's no hands on doors on this album. Yeah, at all. really. Weird. Only no. after only after the gigs, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, no icebergs yeah. on this album either. Just, yes, just looking at all my notes. And Sister Raised, it goes, for one moment, yeah. iceberg. Oh, yeah, straight ahead. Yep. That's the lyric. Uh, yeah, that yeah. that might be Titanic. Just we'll making a note a for yeah, this bonus episode on the soundtrack to Titanic. There we go. Oh, I'm so up for it. Okay, I'll be so up for it. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, um, bliss. And much like my heart, I will go on. Bliss. The piano is really lovely. Is this what Steve would call blith? Blitz? Blitz. <laughs> Blitz. Um, and then, yeah, and so the piano is just... A, and then the, that... Is it like a synth that comes in? Just sort of softly comes in over the top of it. And then the arpeggio. just goes... Yeah, I mean, and this is like the origin of yeah. like of of this is the first example of Muse doing arpeggios, which becomes absolutely a staple. Oh, oh, is it? Oh, Arpeggios. You can tell Adam knows we've got two episodes to work with, so we've yeah. got the time. To, like, really trying to fill, guys. <laughs> I'm really trying to fill for time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like the arpeggios, right? Like that becomes like a staple muse sound over the rest of their career is stick an arpeggio in. Yeah, 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 for sure. If and this is doubt. like the first example of that. Um, the, Get an arpeggio. The out. arpeggio on this. Uh, so Matt basically was like, I know I've I ripped it off from something, but I don't remember what. I think it was something from my childhood, like a kids' TV show, or something like that. Uh, it's not the, nightmare, the, is it? The people, the people have obviously done this, done, done the sleuthing and They've found what work. it was, and been like, "This was the thing that you were remembering from your childhood." Oh, and it's, it's Funhouse. It's the th- it's the 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 music from the SNES game Top Gear, as in the TV show. Really, Top Gear. There was a SNES. There was a game. SNES video game of Top Gear, for the and this is the theme magazine tune, show Adam. Top Gear. Oh, I'm assuming this is the clip. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I mean, I thought you were prepping it up. You... <laughs> oh yeah, that is bliss. That is bliss. <laughs> this fucking slaps. Yeah, man. This is going to be the first dance at my wedding. <laughs> no one's going to marry you. Oh, sorry. The clip was, oh, oh. Clip was short. Oh, sorry. You just you cut Lucas off saying something really horrible to you. Then so Yeah, so I had to just go back. I said no one's ever going to marry you. Oh, okay. Uh, that's not true. I would. Uh, that's quite funny, though, isn't it? Like, literally, it was like, I, I know I've ripped this off from somewhere. From, yeah. Like, the back of the mind <laughs> i wondered if it was going to be like oh yeah it sounds a bit like it no it's That's just bliss it's like 8-bit <laughs> yeah I t- oh, th- there's something about that synth um, sound in the actual track though it's so clean and nice it's really you know? and what's nice is when that just continues through the heavy guitar as well so that's yeah, just still yeah. in the background when you've got that riff going 
It's really cool. And that um just the rhythm of the drums just yeah. goes through the whole fucking thing and And the chorus it just of, makes me happy. It just makes it's me... really soaring and it's trying I was trying to remember which song it was off showbiz, but Adam sort of said about how there was a there was a chorus and you think it's just gonna get a bit more Philip. And it never does. And I think I think I think Straight Blitz, away you remembers Philip. Yeah. yeah. I think Blitz definitely Oh yeah, it just the chorus does just lifts the whole song. Um and 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 builds yeah. it to a point where you're so excited to get back to the main riff because you know when it drops it's going to be yeah yeah a banger and it's so bouncy the song is so like so bouncy it's a song that makes me want to stand in a in a wind machine just like yeah for that chorus 100 in the wind machine going I'm pretty sure yeah. live. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm projecting something there that I remember that they did use wind <laughs> machines at some point. Are you thinking of the Earth song by Michael Jackson? I'm thinking of the Earth song by Michael Jackson. And same same vibes though. Very similar vibes um, to this. Uh, song. I like how it's bookended with that piano. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Arpeggios yeah. on that. It's just really yeah. nicely produced as well. Nice. And and again, is is a couple of sections that are just repeated and repeated. But when the sections are as good as they are in Bliss. Just, just happy for that to just continue. That's absolutely inject fine. it directly into yeah, my nostrils. Repeat them as much as like you like. the, and it just makes the breakdown sort of like you say more like, novel when it does come. And you say this album's like quite messy and like, like gr- not grimy. What was the word you used to describe this album? Like naughty. Yeah, you could say naughty. Uh, but but this song is not. This song is like <laughs> geriatric, clean, pure, is that it? and lovely. That was not the word. Oh. Unsurprisingly, the word was not geriatric. Embiggened. Uh, but this one's just like lovely and clean and Stephanie. delicious and goes down real Did smooth. Did I call it Stephanie? Goes down. Is that how he described it? Oh, no. It's about jealousy or something, isn't it? Who cares? Really? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> it's about. <laughs> yeah. It's potentially like the weakest lyrics on the album, but the song sort of just transcends them. So I can't say I'm that fucking bothered about it. I was trying it's, to get at that earlier. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> in the most muse way possible, though. In the most muse way possible, it's about jealousy, but it's about specifically about plugging into someone's mind and stealing everything that's like good in them so you can take it for yourself yeah i like that that's cool so it's quite literally give me all the peace and joy in your mind it's like i want it because i'm jealous of your lovely mind yes please but also i I, i'm seeing the narrator of this song as the same from uh from newborn you know someone who's being born into a system and bliss is about him looking at someone who is outside of that system and being jealous of their ability to transcend that oppressive system. Adam's making this nice. a concept album, even if it's not. Adam's going to yeah. like... What, what, you're going to see an interview in a year's time. Matt, Matt, Matt Bellamy in an interview in a year's time is going to go, like, yeah, it's actually a concept album. <laughs> he's uh, going to be repeating the stuff. Like, so what the idea is, and he's going to... Yeah, and he'll just decide that was what the meaning like, was. Because yeah, yeah. that's, that's what he likes to do. He'll <laughs> be like, yeah, Bliss is like Stephanie. It's a bit geriatric, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a bit like the Top Gear video game for the SNES. Yeah, good sleuthing, whoever. You know, that must have also been rattling around in someone else's brain. Or or, or someone like dug out their old SNES and like played it and was like, hang on. Yeah, holy shit, this is fucking bliss. Hang on on a minute. This is bliss. And then like posted it on Muse Live and everyone was like, you know what I'm looking forward to, Lucas? How the fuck you segue into space dementia? How are you going to get that one in? I'll find a way. Okay. Right. Hang Life on. does. Hang on. Hang on. 
Life does find oh, a way. Yeah. Life does find a way. And that is a quote from a movie. And I'll tell you what else is a quote from a movie. Mm. And it's from the film Armageddon. And the line is, he's got space dementia. And then the song plays. And it's song Oh, plays. I'm sorry. make me sick because I adore you so oh. no I just needed to get that out oh I just needed n- to get that nothing out nothing to do sorry. with the song oh okay no. this is what like a fucking proper, mad song this is proper prog isn't it yeah <laughs> yeah just... um, hold on what's my first line <laughs> this is where it's just proper prog <laughs> and I'm not even to... <laughs> oh no I utter I said utter to be fair and it's the first time um, we see that like proper classical influence coming in. And in fact, yeah, like it actually, literally, it's just all hundred. Is it quite close to an actual classical piece, right? So you've you've got ahead of me, but if you want to queue up clip number two, Ooh. it is basically the Ooh. second the second piano concerto by Rachmaninoff. Yes, same melody. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really yeah. interesting. That's cool. He wears though. his influences on his sleeve. He does. Yeah, that... yeah. If that was a more modern song he was using, he'd have been sued. <laughs> but yeah, it's because but it's out of music. It's... <laughs> it's out of copyright, so he's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, what a fucking mad song! I love like, this so, so much. No, this is so incredible. Yeah. Like, so, Steve, obviously, this must be one that you you weren't familiar with because it wasn't a single. Uh, oh, thing. yeah. Yeah, no clue. Never heard this before in my life. Oh no, that's, that's obviously utter bollocks. I've talked how I've heard this live, <laughs> um, and I listened to the album before it went. But I don't remember any of that because I must have just given it a quick listen, and then I must have been smashed when I saw them play it. Sure. So, actually listening, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I tell you what it is. It's Space Dementia by Muse. Yeah, that's exactly. It's, uh, what I it mean, is. Steve, you but. Both me and you say the thing we like in our muse is like the high drama. Like, oh, it's so dramatic. It's so a big, big, bombastic, dram- dramatic, like orchestral music. It's like. I'll tell something- you what, 
I really like about this track, and I can't describe why, but the song makes you feel like you're coming in halfway through the song. When he comes in with that with that vocal, it doesn't sound like the start of a song. I mean, I know that it's probably <laughs> there was a piano intro that probably went on for six minutes, but um, like it's almost like halfway through. A I verse think it's or halfway through the, co- the chord it, progression. It, right, that that must be what it is. So where he starts singing, not at the start, not not, the start not where of the you bar, would think he uh, yeah he would start yeah yeah. So it automatically just like put me like oh well this. I is think it's because he does a little like mm, before he says the first line. I imagine maybe that, it's, mm, maybe it starts when you maybe expect. It's, it's like mm, and then he then he starts with. With the first word, which is H8. Yes. As in, like you're texting. No, it's not. Oh. The le- <laughs> is li- no, it is. It's H8. No, I know it's H8, but that's the name the- of a microchip. Yeah, it's the name of a microchip. Or is or is it hate? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, it's the same. <laughs> I refuse to believe. I refuse to believe he's going for hate at the beginning. Then. No, it's, it, is, <laughs> it is. I mean, he pronounced it is H8, isn't it? Which good research, Adam. That it is the Hitachi H8 yeah. microchip. Uh, no research uh, required. I knew that anyway. Did you know that knowledge? from research? 10 years ago on this album in my spare time. Good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just when that you make me sick bit comes in and then the fucking heavy drums and just on that really open oh, high. Yeah, it's so dark. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you and make then... me want to die. I'll cut your name in my heart. Yeah. So well emo just... as well. But the tone of the yeah, verses is. is really dark. And then the chorus is like creepy. Like especially Ooh, the bit, line bit. of like the delivery of the line <laughs> space dementia, bit uh, spooky. In yeah. My eyes. <laughs> so it comes out like it comes out yeah, and it goes into this weird Queen Hawkwind esque yeah, yeah, yeah. sci fi nonsense. Which bit? And he says space dementia. Oh, in my space eyes. <laughs> yeah, 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 and I love it. I love it and so then, much. And then around like the four, I'm just going to read everything I've got written down because I'm so excited about space dementia. <laughs> I love the name; it's such bollocks. And oh, it just it's, fits so, it it's, so well. it's the name of like a it's the name of like a, a mostly fictional uh, yeah. term for basically yeah. like the the oh, sense of Matthew. dislocation and isolation of being in space. Like, yeah. I mean, Matt said it's Matt said it is a term that NASA used, but I'm pretty sure it's just a term that they used in Armageddon. I love how it's just yeah. thrown out in Armageddon, like. I Steve Buscemi just goes a bit crazy because he's in space. Go, Who's got space goes, oh, he's got, it must be space dementia. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But like around the four and a half minute mark, Dom's doing this nice little work on the ride belt. It's like ding 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 and then it comes like fucking crashing down, this mad Yeah, you want to talk about car crash endings that we've talked about before. Fucking big outro car crash ending, like goes in a completely different direction. Yeah. Massive just incredible outro to this song big gloomy like, doomy slow prog rock ending sort of thing yeah which later in their career they use as the outro to knights of Sidonia of all songs huh oh fucking Boo. it works wait what you mean they they stick the end of space dementia on the end onto of the end of knights of Sidonia, and i think it absolutely works oh, okay, okay. We'll get well, I look forward to Will we hear that? Actually, you won't point? hear that unless we cover one of the DVDs in which he does it, which I don't think he does. Am I allowed to look it up on YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or we can do, or we, or we do a bonus episode on Reading 2006, which I'll happily do because until recently it was the best gig I've ever been to and I'll happily relive it. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm up for that. I'm, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll do that. Whatever. Naked. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? 
the so the the the, the, the space dementia thing is the basically the idea, he's he's saying that he's going mad because he's so obsessed with a woman that he's going mental. Sure. Right. Like, okay. Spa- space to, dementia. Like, the line space dementia a, was the only bit. It's about Steve. Sorry, wait, what? It's about Steve being getting so obsessed with a, with a girl that he goes, like, Absolutely mental. fucking mental. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that was the only bit that I couldn't pass, was the space dementia line, because the stuff in the verses is very much, I'm being controlled by a microchip in my brain, and also my obsession with a woman. With a woman. <laughs> I'm, a I'm, woman. Being, I'm a being controlled by two things. My love of a woman and a microchip in my brain. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I imagine the reason he then does the space adventure bit is because he wants to add a bit of a sci-fi-ness because he loves that shit at this point. Yeah, right? yeah it works. At this point, He's just like, care. let's sing like, about. I just, yeah, let's sing about little... space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's oh, just the piano. It's like, and they they basically said. Uh, well, Matt's it said he doesn't think they've bettered this ever in terms of a purely piano-based song, which I'm inclined to agree with. Interesting. I will say at this point, he's bloody good at the piano, isn't he? I'm trying to think of piano. Yeah, he's. I mean, and he's, he's also he's, quite he's, good at piano. He's yeah. so good at singing. Like the, the first time, I, the first time I noticed it on this album was on this track when he goes from the very high to the very low in one breath, and he's yeah, like, hey, and that's a spot on. <laughs> Wait, is that uh, Matt Bellamy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Adam. It's Adam doing it. Oh my. <laughs> um, I think we've actually run out of time. Three tracks in. <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we're gonna wrap oh. it up there. Oh, go on. No, don't worry. I was reading ahead on about my notes for hyper music, and I was about to say a fact that didn't apply to this song. Okay. Well. That's a little tease there. You're going to get a very interesting fact about the next song on Most the you next already know episode. <laughs> so. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know it. it's not that interesting. <laughs> wow. What a tease. Wow. Remember yeah. to listen don't to our listen. next episode. It won't be that interesting. Yeah. Can, we um, just, can we just listen to Space Dementia again? Though? <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it in our I mean, this. Break. I definitely, you know how with the Holy Bible episode, you were like, after it, you were like, I think I'm going to go and listen to the Holy Bible. Yeah, you're going to go away and listen to Origin of Symmetry. I'm going to go and listen because I'm not yeah. worn out of it at all. Yeah, I yeah. Could just... uh, spoiler alert, I love this album. This yeah, whole album I mean... is so good. I was excited to see Steve's reaction to this album purely because, like, yeah, apart from Plugging Baby, Newborn Bliss, ne- feeling good, I imagine this is all new to you. That's pretty and, bang on, actually, yeah. And, like, mm. and it's not, it's not all obvious, Muse. It's space dementia. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, in my eyes. Before, in my eyes. <laughs> before we go, uh, people have been sending us uh, emails and messages uh, of of things about how they got into Muse uh, and uh, their experiences with the podcast so far. So I was going to read a couple of those. Um, uh, one message that we received from uh, Muse Historical Society uh, on Twitter. Everyone should go and follow them i think they're tagged in a lot of our posts um so uh they were saying that okay i'm gonna now go into quote mode <laughs> okay quote yeah muse was a major that factor like in my life <laughs> <laughs> muse was a major factor in my life when things weren't going so well their music inspired me kept me going and that was the turning point that made me a super fan 
Before that, being in the US, I heard them infrequently on the radio since 2005, so I didn't pay them much mind. It was in 2013 when I actually saw their Live in Rome gig on MTV Live, and I was like, wow, this band is incredible live. It was also a tough time in my life, and I began listening to everything, in all caps, they recorded. I was fascinated by their live shows, the emotion, the showmanship, the incredible talent. I wanted to know everything. I wanted them to know how much they meant to me and to thank them for helping me get through some really tough shit. Uh, I started helping out on the Muse Wiki, um, which, as a note, is uh, a website where there's lots of information about Muse. Um, and uh, I'm, I, I, I credit it a lot to yes. doing it. It's up in front of me as we speak. <laughs> she also says uh, she started working on the live music uh database as i was creating my account to celebrate all their gigs and events it was a shame that in the u.s there wasn't that much attention given to them and their incredible dedication and performances um that's a really nice message i think that sums up like how um how fandom can be and how it can actually help you through yeah and how you kind of project yourself onto that and and yeah there's certainly certain bands and certain albums and you hear it a lot how such and such album saved my life and things like that and that's uh well it's interesting yeah, you say that nice. steve because we have an instagram message from resin underscore axy um who says so muse saved my life back go. in 2006 i was suffering my first round with depression and i was coming towards the end of what i could bear in short i was thinking of ending my life my friend claire at work was a fan and on an evening march 31st 2006 to be precise she made me listen to Time Is Running Out uh, like if it were the most random thing and I was slapped in the face by a literal breath of life. It was invigorating like nothing before. She then showed me the live at Glastonbury 2004 and I fell in love with it all, but most specifically with Ruled by Secrecy. There was something in their music that was just connecting the fragmented piece of my soul. Uh, that's a very nice turn of phrase. From that point on, they became the hand that gave me the bricks I needed to start building myself up back again. Some of the songs uh, taught me things about life I couldn't get elsewhere. Two weeks after that, randomly, at a French metro station, I saw a massive poster for their upcoming headline at what would become the main square festival in Arras. And I mean, if that was a... Sorry, just to step outside. If that was a big poster, just imagine how big the name Muse would have been on it because it's such a, yeah, quite a, big, yeah. a small it's, name. It's you know? short word. Yeah, yeah. 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 My mind got blown. I had both Citizen Erased and Showbiz in that first concert, which she, uh, she says is winning the lottery in Musa language. Lucas, I think that might be one for you. Getting Showbiz and Citizen Erased at a concert, is that pretty good? That's good, good comb. Haul. That's a good haul for the spreadsheet, that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, they go on, impossible to describe. From that point on, I came out of my shell, started to travel on my own to see them everywhere in Europe, started to get friends in the fandom, and it changed my life for the better. If it weren't for them, I'd be dead today. I even got the lyrics of Citizen Arrays tattooed inside of my wrist to remind me that even when things get super dark, there is something that makes me so happy. It's been almost 14 years now and nothing has changed, except maybe the number of concerts I was at, which is 39 in roughly a dozen countries. Wow. Lucas, so that's pretty cool. That's much better than you. That's better. I mean, that is better. You're and rubbish, also, Lucas. And also, a, I really appreciate a shout out for Ruled by Secrecy, a criminally underrated song. That is which we'll a, get to in an album's time. A lovely but, uh, message, though. That is and the last track from Absolution, is that right? Oh, I can't remember. You Honestly, know it, baby. That's yeah. lovely, isn't it? What a nice message, and and just goes to show you how much music does mean to people. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's here's one more uh, for this episode from the uh, from the email account. Uh, Hi guys, I wanted to share the story of how I got into Muse. So my mother and her ex are Muse fans, not massive fans, but enough to go see the shows. Because of that, I grew up hearing Muse songs pretty often. Uh, then when I was ten, the second Law was released, and we played it on repeat. Now that seems very young for when the second Law was released. Wait, wh- how old? Wh- what? They, they were ten when the second Law was released. Does that Wait, make you feel very old? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> that person, that person would have been born in two thousand and two. Yeah, the nineties yeah, were yeah. ten years ago, which would that, make them nineteen pe- this year. That's pe- mad, isn't it? People born, people born in two thousand and two <laughs> can't email. People born in two thousand and two can only just walk. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Two thousand and two. I remember that. Follow me was my absolute favourite, and my mother's was animals, which I thought was boring. None of that means anything to me. Wrong. I'm afraid. I then kind of forgot about Muse until my mum brought me to the Simulation Theory show in Montreal. I knew time is running out. Hysteria, Starlight, Supermassive, Black Hole, Uprising, Madness, and that's pretty much it. Even without knowing half the songs, it was an unreal experience. Over the next year, I became a fan more and more. And now, two years later, I'm a huge fan. Maybe too much. Dot, dot, dot. I don't oh, know what they're alluding heck. to there, but... If if Matt shows up yeah. dead, we know who's going <laughs> to... Um, I'm trying to collect all the singles in CD, but they are kind of hard to get. I bought the Absolution box set, even though I already had all the CDs. There you go, paying extra money for the box, like Lucas does. Yeah. yeah. Um, being a yeah. massive fan, <laughs> being a massive fan, led me uh, to your podcast, and I'm having a great time listening to it. I'm also considering going back to listen to the Manic Street Preachers episodes. Uh, good luck uh, going back into the, an entire first season. That's a really nice message. Thank you for that. That was Charlie Hool. Hule? I don't know how to pronounce their surname. Very sorry. I think you've just massively offended them. Yeah, probably. Probably. But that 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 shows like a, a a kind of trend of I think from what I've heard and what I've read is that people go see them and it blows them away. Their live show and then yeah. they go, oh, I'm a I'm a fan. Oh now. shit! I need to go yeah. listen to everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I would yeah. like to. Remember, also, I also... think live they are fine. <laughs> uh, it also has a trend of what I've what I. I mean, I made the assumption that these that these people are from the states, but there's a definite trend of people in the states will discover them in like the late two thousands because they took a lot longer to break there. Yeah, and then they get the pleasure of going back and listening to like four or five albums. Of mm. these, yeah, yeah, finding origin lovely, of symmetry, a lovely little treat for them. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, uh, that brings us to. Uh, the end of the episode this week uh thank you very much for listening uh please you know as you just heard us read out a bunch of emails so please come and find us on our social media let us know what you think of origin of symmetry of this episode of anything that we've talked about today uh we would love to talk to uh most of you i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna <laughs> say most of you uh find you know us on Twitter. who you are at what is music <laughs> you know who you pod. are colin <laughs> instagram at what is music pod tiktok for some reason at what is music uh, and if you'd like to send in something a little bit longer maybe you have us read it out on the show you can email us what is music pod at gmail.com uh, we also have a couple of ways that you can support us other than listening if you'd like to uh, one is to buy our merch uh, if you go to what is music.redbubble.com you'll find some uh, some stupid designs and one cool one and there's some for muse which one's that and there's no, 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 no. And there's some for Manix, and there's some general what is music ones as well. Uh, I think we'll have some of the music specific stuff up now. Uh, or if you know you'd like to just chuck us a few quid, you can go to kofi.com, coffee.com, ko-fi.com, 
slash what is music all donations gratefully received and go towards our running costs that about does it uh thanks again for listening and i will just leave you with one final piece of advice uh don't space your dementia yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. Or yeah. dementia yeah. will space you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Sure, boy. <laughs>